The following podcast contains coarse language and sexual content. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Juicy Group Podcast. My name, as always, is Agro. And, and I, and, shoot, I'm trying to think of a... I was trying to think of a fucking something off the cuff and my brain failed. I'm Sassy Viper. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's hard to do stuff off the cuff. It took me a lot. Like, I just, for just that intro, it was just me going, oh, what should I say? And I'm like, fuck it. Just run with it. <laughs> just run. Um, but yeah, uh, we're back for episode 15. This will probably be the holiday special, I think. Um <laughs> yeah, Merry cringe miss to all. <laughs> and to all, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 that time of the year again. Um, magical ma- ma- magic. <laughs> magic city, city of magic. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, as you can tell, probably by how I sound. New microphone. New microphone. Um, yes, yes, this has been a long time coming. Oh god, this is taking forever. I'm so sorry for everybody who had to deal with my shitty microphone stand-ins while I found one. But my buddy had one, and it's literally called a podcast microphone, and he just had that. And I refuse to believe that he just had that. <laughs> so, how, how you been? How you been, Sassy, since the last episode? Finally took the plunge and got COVID. Oh no! Yeah, COVID! Yeah, like- I almost like I went like almost three years. That's incredible. That's a fucking record. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Holy I spend shit. a lot of time inside, so like that's that's hardly surprising. Yeah, I mean yeah. like uh, I mean I I dodged it for a while, but then it hit me. I don't know when it hit me. That that sucked too. Um, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me, my brother when he was working at fucking like his his job, he he caught it. But he threw away his test, and his boss wanted a picture of the test. And I'm like, well, I can Photoshop the picture. I don't know why he'd want a positive test to verify. I don't know why he'd want that. Just fucking, no, who would just believe him? I don't know. It was very like, funny. I mean, are you really going to invite the guy who has COVID into work? To be fair, his old job sucked ass. And <laughs> so there's only like two people on shift at any given time if, the, if one person called out. Like, like uh, you're not you're not gonna take you if somebody says they have COVID, you should take this seriously. I'm like, what are you, Elon Musk? Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Topical. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I fucking <laughs> my the, my my ideal Christmas present is waking up to him having died of cringe. I don't know. Fucking. Oh no no no! Uh, he's 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 like inoculated against cringe. Like he is cringe incarnate. Oh god, that's terrifying. That means we have to actually. <laughs> what else is there? Um, but yeah, no. So this is episode fifteen, y'all. How's it going? It's been a bit. We've been planning this one for a while. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, I guess we'll get started. We'll roll into, <laughs> roll into, fucking... we'll, we'll roll right into it. <laughs> fucking damn it! <laughs> so, uh, our, our 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 clip review of the episode. Uh, I think it was voted on. I I keep forgetting that the polls are voted on. I believe this is the winner. Um, when when we cut it off because we do cut them off, but the was um 
the Irma blueberry, the first Irma blueberry clip, it is, I think, called I Am Not Fluffy, I Am a Blueberry, which is <laughs> very... <laughs> that was... That was an out-of-date reference when that video came out. <laughs> that, that was an out-of-date... No, hey, hang on. Here, here's, here's a funny thing. Here's a funny thing that happened. Because, like, because she she turned blue. She's turning blue. Like, she makes an Avatar joke at one point, And I'm just like, oh, haha, lol, topical humor because the new Avatar movie is coming out. I, I forgot that this video came out in 2015. Oh, yeah. No, this, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Irma is such a funny like actress like i i don't know how to describe it. i i love like campy like adult content and she's like the embodiment of that kind of stuff she's just really funny and really like a very interesting kind of charismatic she's like on a totally different like wavelength in this clip 100 and th- i almost went 100,000 <laughs> percent like, like to the point that I don't even know, like what what direction she's going in. It's like, is this it's, supposed to be sexy? Is it supposed to be like? I think, I think what it, what it's supposed to be, because um, a lot of the girls will improv because um, they're trying to work with it. I think it's supposed to be cute, sexy, and not not like you know that kind of. Uh, I don't know how. To, I all I can all I can describe it as is that vague gest- gesture towards an erotic French accent kind of sexy, you know, like that, that's it's. And, and I think for this specific subculture of like, you know, kinky business, that's kind of what, you know, we, we, we thrive with. You can't, it's hard to be like, again, vague gestures towards a French, a French accent, sexy with this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's very hard. It's more good to like have a cute, fun, bubbly kind of thing because like, what, 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 What's better with juice than bubbles? <laughs> I I really like how funny this fucking subculture it's like, is. It's like, like that whole sequence at the beginning where she was like, "Oh, I always wanted a giant tube of gum." Which also can can we can we get into that for a second? That's a lot. That's a lot of gum. Who needs that much gum? Who, who like Double Bubble baffles me because they make products like that. Who the who the fuck was walked into the boardroom and was like. So yeah, a yard of gum. That sounds great. <laughs> Who fucking approved that? <laughs> I, I mean, c- clearly they found their market. That's it. Like it's it's really f- like you could absolutely use that for like ten seconds as a walking stick for like a Willy Wonka costume, but it's made out of like thin plastic. It's not gonna hold. I'm it's so not gonna like, last. I'm so incredibly intrigued, like about that product. Um, but yeah, no. Um, also, Double Bubble was one of the few gum flavors that flavors its blue gum, blueberry. One of the oh, few. so it is. It is actually blueberry flavored. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few, it's, and you know how I know just, that? It's not just blue flavored. <laughs> you know how I know that? How do you know that? Have I you have looked. I've looked for every single like. It's also like on the gumball machines when they have it, but I've looked everywhere for it. But yeah, no, this clip is very cute. It's very nice. Um, it's also very funny. I think. I think one of the things we often in in the community like want because we don't know we don't like we don't actually want it is we want it to be like this <laughs> almost porn like and not like actually fun because kink is supposed to be funny kink is supposed to be enjoyable you know indeed and so like this video kind of captures that uh although i do i do like the topical it in 2015 it was a topical reference for gabriel iglesias maybe three seven years prior who knows <laughs> like I I I only get that joke because like my dad used to watch the comedy specials all the time, 
that that's the only part that stuck out to me in terms of like being weird or kind of out of place all in all it's cute she's cute aside from the avatar reference which is like both dated and like relevant weirdly and, like weird weirdly like weirdly omniscient that's what i that's how i was trying to say <laughs> apollo the gift of prophecy <laughs> just random shit honestly she's also extremely like uh i don't want to say immature or infantile but she's kind of like she's playing it off as like ditzy she, yeah she's very ditzy yeah she is she does like sort of occupy that realm of like you know playing up the like childlike naivety for appeal which take it or leave it like i'm not against people who are into that thing but for me it's just not really my thing I'm more the person who would enjoy that not watching it, you know? That's, I think, why I like this clip. <laughs> Is it captures the aesthetic of, like, this, like, of Blueberry that I want to embody whenever, like, I'm doing stuff. Oh, by the way, we mentioned this, I think, in the interview. We haven't mentioned it in the episode yet. I came out, if you guys didn't see that already and pop up. That's what that weird video was that you watched. <laughs> I'm trans. Uh, Girls' and- night girls night <laughs> it's that kind of bubbly kind of fun stuff so if you if you really like bubbly kind of and she's really short in that clip she's also very short <laughs> um so if you like that kind of like petite you know naive fun kind of like blueberry stuff that's that's what you should look for uh she she embodies that very well all in all <laughs> what will what, we rate this uh i, I will rate this Three blue waffles out of five. <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot about that. Every time I watch this video, I forget about that scene. And it's so well shot. Like it's it's so funny. Oh god. <laughs> Why? Let me make that. That's no. That's the timely reference. That was. Oh Jesus. But uh, I rate. I rate it. I rate it. Three blue gumballs out of four. <laughs> Maybe three and a half. Because it's fun. I enjoy this clip. Um, but what, what, why four specifically? Honestly, I don't know. I just pick random numbers every time we rate. <laughs> I, I get it. It's, it's not like this shit really matters. No, like, because the rating just... isn't... We don't... Like, it's... it's. I don't actually want anyone to take these ratings seriously, please. Yeah, no. Don't, I just like doing the seriously. weird fucking bullshit where I layer the video. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of this. That's why I do it. <laughs> That's yeah. Like so, um, or it could be it could be three half-ass bubble pops out of out of four. Because <laughs> that whole <laughs> fail. <laughs> uh, it was very cute. We'll put the poll up uh, in the description, and then um, we'll we'll uh, we'll decide what comes next based on that. All right, so our uh, so our next segment is the artist of the week. Obviously, so we actually we decided to go with two artists yes. this time with the connecting theme that um I think one of them technically has a Twitter account, but they're not as prominent on that platform as they are on Instagram. The connection between the two is that they are both prominent Instagram artists, yes. and they are also non-Western artists as well. Uh, one of them is from Ghana, I think, and the other one is from Iran. Is that, is that, I didn't know that. I, yeah, ah, yeah. that's incredible. Fuck. Yeah, so our, our featured artists are Chubby Tubby and uh, Ko-Fi. Ko-Fi, Coffee, I think I think it's, I think it's Kofi. Um, Kofi, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Kofi. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I butchered your name. 
I've already butchered the person who made my fucking self insert their name and like so just go ahead. I get it. Uh which one do we want to start off with? Um I think we should start with uh, K- uh Kofi. Um, Kofi. All right. Because... I actually um that's a good place to start cuz I actually I just recently purchased a commission from them. The Violet Beauregard piece that they did like about a month ago, uh that was me. It's a solid, very solid picture. So yeah, they're not really an inflation artist per se, but they do a lot of BBW artwork. A lot of their work centers around like the the bodies of large black women. It's it's both sort of like an erotic esque art, but also a celebration of body positivity within yeah, like a bo- a celebration of body positivity, a celebration of black femininity. Like it's it's mm-hmm. like all that good stuff. It's it's very well done. I think it's vector graphics is what they they, they say it is, um, which is very which is slightly different than you know like standard. Uh, I don't know what it, I I remember when I learned this. It's different because you can sort of scale it up and make prints out of it, and it won't like mm-hmm. you won't lose fidelity when you scale it up. You won't have to touch it up. Um, it's their 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 Instagram description says size vector art. You know, so it's very well made and very pretty and very like shiny. They capture a sort of shine to it, which is really nice. It almost glows etherically. Yeah, I mean, like it's fitting because like a lot of their a lot of their uh, subjects are very sort of ethereal figures. Oh yeah, they and they they do have they have a bunch of little pop culture stuff, but yeah, a lot of it is just this sort of like divinity to. I don't know how to explain this. I I I have somewhat of a formal art education, and I don't know how to convey it in a in a good in a good term. Um, but it's leaves you at a loss very, for words. Yeah, it's very pretty, very pretty, very pretty stuff. The, 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 very very pretty. You should really <laughs> go check out their stuff. Like yeah. they are a really talented person. We will link uh, them in the description, by the way. Yeah. Um, very, very good like stuff. Large women with big bellies and big thighs, you know, like uh, there's a lot of that here, but it's also, it, there's a, there's really kind of an art to it. It's yeah. like, I could see this hanging in like a contemporary gallery. Like, it's not even just like, I, I, I'm not even sure if I'd really call it fetish work. It's really more just like artwork where the, the subject is larger women's bodies and it's like it's not that it's necessarily like not sexy by no means but it's it's definitely it's sort of like i want to say it's like a little bit higher art than like some of the yeah. stuff i would usually make yeah it's fair it's i i like their their uh, nubia piece uh which is uh the dc character nubia which is i think uh for for people who don't know that's i think their their black wonder woman is nubia i like that piece a lot because it captures the character um very well and then like it's just there's a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool symbolism in it. I enjoy it. Um, ooh, Chun Li. And then my artist of the week, because um, we decided to do two, is on Instagram. They're known as. I tried looking for their Twitter, by the way. I couldn't find it because I, so I don't know if they're they're still on it. Um, uh, I I don't think Chubby Tubby is on Twitter. Okay, I thought I thought so. I know Kofi is. G- G- Kofi uh, is the one who's on Twitter. Yeah, the uh, per the artists. The artist I picked was Chubby Tubby three thousand uh, on Instagram. Chubby underscore Tubby underscore three thousand, and uh, they make very very detailed and very gravid looking blueberry art and size art. You know, gravid is definitely the word I'd use to describe it. Like, Which, I... it is very gravid and very. But like, it's the thing about I think that a lot of people like about blueberry inflation is it's uh, is the gravidity of it is the is the size of it and the weight of it because I, I saw a tweet 
I saw a tweet the other day. Um, God, where I don't know who it was from, but like why people like blueberry inflation, and it's because it's like it's like inflation and weight gain intersecting. It's it's there's a tension, but also a weight to it. Um, and this kind of captures and and, and uh, Chubby captures the art the the shape of it perfectly in a lot of it, a lot of their pieces. Um, they've done work for I think Barry Dark Tales, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not sure if they've done something for 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 Barry Chica, but yeah, they've they've done quite a number of different works for different people. They are like their 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 coloring, their like stuff is very vivid, and so very well put together. Very um, very fleshy as well. Yes, that is that is something I think I'll, I think a lot of people um, are starting to pick up on too is is the sort of like fleshy, tangible, like heavy. I don't like using this word to describe it because this makes it seem so unsexy. But the the meatiness of blueberries. I, okay, yeah, it's not a sexy term, but like that's kind of the way you need to describe it. Like the 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 meat, the blueberry meat, and how it like <laughs> falls into place. Yeah, it's got it's got a nice vibrant intensity. Like I do enjoy that. They've done a lot of pieces. Um I do want to see other people engage with them. They they can get kind of dark too. Um that's that's oh, yeah, thing so yeah. be careful. Like, be like some of this stuff is not for the faint of heart. They have done popping, popping and bursting pieces before and they do not hold back on the, the No, they don't. So fair fair warning on that part, but um they are very creative. I like the colors they use for blueberries too. I think I think there's a lot of like stuff that used to be lighter colored blueberries in in the community that has since shifted towards uh, darker, more vibrant colors, and I like that a lot. It also captures, I think, um, my particular preferences. Maybe not everybody's, because a lot of people like this for different reasons. Um, but uh, I, I like the brat aesthetic, the you know kind of bimbo ditz aesthetic when it comes to it, because it's it's fun to play as. It's fun to play in the role of that. And it's really, like, once you get in that headspace, it's really cool and really easy to embody. And th- this kind of artwork captures that very well, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it, it, like, I highly suggest y'all give him a follow, engage with him. Um, and, I, I don't think, know. he hasn't really posted in a while, so, like, I don't know, I don't know how he is or where he's doing, but, like, yeah, I, I, hope I hope he's doing okay. I hope, I hope so. Because uh, I know, um, I know you may, you may have mentioned they're from that, from that region, um, Iran. Uh, and that yeah. has very recently kind of gone through some stuff obviously yeah. yep. it, it <laughs> so, has gone through some stuff so um I, actually i funny story like i remember i messaged him at one point saying like oh man like your art is like fantastic it's really good i would definitely like to commission you at some point if that's possible I, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here but he basically re- responded with bro i live in fucking iran <laughs> oh my god oh this this is kind of why I like building a community and why I want people to sort of like talk more and interact more is because we can be aware of each other's situation and help each other out if like if need be or talk to people and communicate things. And I th- I think it's very interesting to see how far spanning this is and like how wide reaching these kinds of like you know engagements with size stuff really is. Though I I, I do hope Chubby's okay. <laughs> like you know I hope like just like I hope every artist is okay. I hope things resolve in good ways to where, you know, he can continue doing what he likes and, you know, not have to, like, you know, deal with shit. It, it's like the world's rough and we all got to be there for each other. That's kind of the thing we need to do. We're all in this together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Do, do we want to move on to the heavy side layer? Oh, God. Fucking, I, can you tell I'm trying? I'm dreading it. <laughs> can, can you tell? 
Uh, this seems to be a connecting theme. It's like every like, <laughs> now that now that we have all of our segments like sort of dedicated to specific topics. Like, okay, this is this is now the segment in which we talk about heavy stuff. Uh, now we're dreading it, and now we don't want to talk about it, and we're gonna stall for as long <laughs> as we can before we start talking about it. It's a good time. It's a good. It's good that this has gone on for twenty twenty six minutes. Let's let's just say that because oh, oh boy. Today on Heavy Stuff, we're having a new sort of remix of the Heavy Stuff segment. Mostly self-indulgence, but also because we do need to talk about ethics. I do want to do like a series on ethics in safe play and safe engagement with this community. So uh, I decided to just <laughs> steal behind the bastards. <laughs> Robert, I'm taking this and you're not getting it back till I'm done. Um, so uh, this is Heavy Stuff. Cue the intro. What's what's willying my wonkas? Cut off the intro. It's behind the berries. Okay. Um, so let's start off with the introductory What's squeezing my berry girls? Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh so Sassy. Uh-huh. Uh this is this is the portion of the podcast where we talk about heavy things. Um and... I, I like heavy things. <laughs> Especially when they're on my face. And today, we're talking about, for lack of a better term, a kind of bastard behavior, obviously. A bastard in this community? Never! <laughs> so, um, one of the biggest things when it comes to kink communities, obviously, is safety and boundaries. That is kind of the big underpinning. That's what BDSM basically has become, and like that's great. That's what, like... You know, a lot of OnlyFans creators or people who went from doing mainstream stuff to OnlyFans kind of like emphasize is consent, boundaries, safe play, all that kinds of stuff. And one of the big things as the Internet has started to become really prominent in everyone's life that people are discovering is in different fandom communities and in different like kink communities. There's some ballsy ass kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's some ballsy mm -hmm. ass. There's some. And, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. There are a lot of people who probably are adults now who are probably those same kind of ballsy ass kids. And we need to talk about this uh, because if we don't, it will be not it will not be great because eventually if we don't talk about it, it will become a massive problem that we cannot address. So we're going to talk. Kids about are not it. all right. No, they're not. Um, so we're going to talk about setting boundaries. We're going to talk about safe community. And we're going to talk about it in a fun way. Very recently, me and several other creators, which I'm almost certain they don't know I'm talking about this because they're held to sort of a vow of silence about it because they've sort of been held. They have people have leverage over them, essentially. I think that's that's kind of what I'm getting leverage and sort of like it's an unspoken agreement. I do not have such leverage and I won't be naming names just for their safety. Uh, but there has been a creator, or rather a person in this community, who has been engaging with people, and they are a minor. And that is 100% not okay. Um, and the reason why that's not okay isn't just because it's illegal and legality is morality. That's a problem. It's because when you are a minor, you are not able to participate in these communities. And the reason why is because, like, one, you're not fully developed mentally. You don't know what's going on to you. Two, you're endangering adults and you're empowering like bad power dynamics. And three, it's really fucked up if an adult doing kinky stuff talks to a to a child. Just wholesale yeah. fucked up. There's a difference between sexual education and engaging in a sex act. And mm -hmm. in a kink community, there is a dimension of sex education 
but you have to be an adult to engage with it. <laughs> you have to be an adult to talk to us, kids. Yes, which is why, like, I mark this is not for kids on YouTube. I, like, try and keep, like, this out of that section of YouTube as much as fucking possible, you know? From what I can gather about this person, they have told people half-truths. They've, like, told people that this is not something like and the the thing is also i should make a clarification there is a distinction between the age of consent and the age of majority i hate to sound like a libertarian truly i do <laughs> i hate that so much <laughs> watch out we got a redditor in here <laughs> and the distinction is let's be clear the distinction is the age of majority is the age in which you can engage in those things because everyone in the world sees you as an adult the age of consent is for personal interactions, and that does not include, like, public message stuff. Like, that does not include that. Because our laws are strange and weird, and they don't engage in nuances, but, like, at the same time, this, sh this shit exists to protect kids from the bad stuff that could happen to them. Like, I've been in that situation. Like, let's, let's talk, let's, let's, let's talk mono y mono. <laughs> uh, and so, um... This creator, there have been people who've traded with this creator. There have been like prominent artists who don't know that this person is not an adult. And that is a problem because that person is lying to those creators. That person is, you know, fucking around those creators. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who interact with this podcast who are also very young, even if I've like said, don't interact with this. Because like, I cannot be every place all at once monitoring people. Nor do I want to, because that's stressful, believe me. But if you're engaging or trying to engage with us, don't. You're too young. Nope. Um, and I don't have the capacity of the words to convey what it's like to like get fucked up by that kind of shit, but you will get fucked up by that kind of shit. Being ballsy because you think you're mature is not worth, is not worth the harm it will cause in the long term for you and people around you and how you socialize with people because you'll be stilted so they the, and, and this person's done this like three times three or four times now which is t three too many if you do it once that's a lot <laughs> three times i think they're getting a kick out of it at this point but essentially they they make a new account they tell people they're an adult and what that does is that gives people a false sense of security and so they think they're safe and they so they think that they're, you know, participating with somebody who can consent and who can understand what they're doing and who can like know that they are mature and is and are mature. People have boundaries in these communities for a reason. People have safety in these communities for a reason. They have consent, they have all these established boundaries. If you cannot respect that, that is a problem. Kind of like the underpinning of this entire community is consent. Yes, there's dimensions of it where you will like do stuff that seems like kind of like violating boundaries and there is taboo stuff around that you know but you have to set boundaries you have to understand what those limits are because if you don't you will hurt somebody you will hurt yourself you'll hurt other people and if you're especially like a younger person a minor a child engaging with that stuff it will hurt people mm -hmm. it will affect people it will hurt you it will affect others like it's not so much the danger will be that person will see that you're a minor run out of the house and scream fbi arrest me like that's that's not what it's going to be what it, what it's going to be is like that is an interaction that shouldn't have happened that can now hurt them or hurt others and it like 
one of the big things we're seeing now politically, like weaponized against trans people, against like LGBTQ mm-hmm. people, is grooming and is the idea that like they're grooming kids, which is gross. And I it's, don't want, I don't want sassy, I don't want anyone who's like in that kind of position to be hurt like that, you know? And that's why indeed. we have those boundaries. Even, even if times weren't like fucking volatile in terms of this shit, like you can't just start talking to adults in adult spaces if you're under the age of 18. Like you're gonna, you, you're gonna like fuck yourself up. You're going to fuck up people who interacted with you without even knowing that you were underage. Like, that's, it's a, a bad time for everybody. Oh, yeah. And uh, should should be noted, that's a double, that's a that's a two-way street. If if an adult is going up to kids and saying, hey, you're really mature for your age. Uh, yeah. You should, you should, that, that's also really fucked up. Um, and you should not engage with that kind of a person. I didn't say that because that should go without saying. Yeah, Even no. though it clearly hasn't stopped people from doing it it's hard it's hard to talk about ethics in this without kind of like going on weird tangents and kind of seeming like you're soapboxing because no one likes to be a killjoy and no one likes to stop the fun but if somebody isn't if somebody doesn't say hey here's a hard boundary we have to draw as a community as people no one will and then we'll have people doing shit that is unacceptable and people will just see it as acceptable i am a i've been affected by that kind of shit I don't know, like, I don't know how to convey this any more clearly without, like, getting into some really dark stuff that I don't want to bring into this podcast. Even though this is heavy stuff, I'd like to keep it. I would like not to make this segment lead. <laughs> I would like to at least make it gold just so that it's a little less dense. Yeah, no, we already have microplastics in our system. We don't need lead poisoning as well. <laughs> no, um, I've been affected by somebody doing that kind of stuff and sort of not understanding boundaries, not understanding what they're doing is not safe for the person they're involving and not caring once they hear about it. There are, there are quite a number of people who do that. And when we set boundaries, when we like set parameters of like, I wouldn't say acceptable behavior because that's getting into some dystopian shit, but just like ground rules that we can all come to an agreement on and understand like as a community culture, that would be great. And like one of the baseline is no minors. And I know that's kind of hard, for a lot of people for some reason because this started with a movie that was intended for kids but just because that is the origin does not mean that it has to stay that way forever that's kind of weird that is kind of strange <laughs> yeah uh side note um speaking of things like going back to the subject of things that should go without saying anybody who fetishizes the original scene is a fucking creep like yeah. i know you got your awakening from that movie when you were a child but like if you haven't moved on from that to other like avenues to explore those feelings you're a fucking pedophile there's a difference between like also there's also a distinction i like between aesthetic interest and like literal interest too i hate nuance like when it comes to this because it makes it so weird but like you can like factory settings you can like tours you can like all that shit but stop stop with the characters Mm -hmm. stop it uh and like i know that's kind of like hard line kind of like thing but like there's a difference between liking the scenario and liking the people. And there are people who like the people. Like, I will name a name. Barry Knight on Instagram. Stop what you're doing. That's creepy. Um, That is so creepy. <laughs> the ba- Basically, what I'm trying to get at is there are people and just generally like behaviors in this community that are unacceptable. Um, and we like people have talked about it a lot and sort of like it's been blown over. 
one of the biggest crises that we that will come up eventually is that like our play and our fun and our interest has to have boundaries we have to have limits understanding when people don't want to engage understanding when people like understanding that people have limits and needs and like there needs to be basic standards of safety and like we're getting to there I'm not going to say that we don't have that because like I, I grew up and I, I was fucked up. I got fucked up, <laughs> but like, and things have gotten better, substantially better, but there's still a lot of places to improve and a lot of things we have to be safe for. I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of creators actually who have come together and been like, okay, so here are people doing some fucked up shit. We need to keep sort of a list going of like people who are like doing some fucked up shit. I was invited to that, like, you know, like I was invited to a server to like look at that stuff, and there's there's a number of people who like are keeping track of this stuff. So it's not like this isn't like broad aware, and I, I think people are starting to really realize this is important. But like it's really, really important. We we understand just like the limitations of like this kind of play and what kind of harm it can do if we aren't careful. You know? Mm-hmm. I know. We know. We should know. So there are ballsy ass kids. And there are ballsy-ass people, and there are creeps that we need to be aware of. Like, And we also need to understand how these things can be weaponized against people who can be hurt by them. Just like, <laughs> it's not okay that this kind of shit happens, and we need to start uh, ensuring that people are safe. We also shouldn't be reactionary about it. Should go without saying, but usually it doesn't. You can try and get people out of spaces, but you just have to play safe and understand when boundaries have been violated. If you get reactionary, eventually everyone will be a monster to you. And that's the thing that we cannot have. We cannot have people be paranoid in a community. That's stupid. I mean, just look at, look at, look all across America and see like the whole fucking like uh, groomer red scare. Like the, you yeah. don't want more of that in your community. Cause, cause again, it does affect like people you don't expect or like people you probably do expect. Like we're both trans sassy. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm almost, no, I, I know you've seen it. There are people who do not care about the dimensions of how abuse and harm and like that kind of shit come about. They just believe it comes about from people who are like trans or gay. And that's bad. That's really bad. That's one, not how abuse works. And two, not what trans people do, not what like LGBTQ people do. We need to be very clear about that. And establish those boundaries. Like the person we interviewed for this podcast talked about it with me and talked about it with us a bit. But we do need to set boundaries. And I think like, I'm not going to say that we're going to set these boundaries, like that personally, that we're going to be the arbitrators of it. But it's good to bring light to it, you know, because like, we are a system of different things and people. And if we don't like, keep it well oiled, and we don't keep it like, put together, it will eventually crumble and become a problem, you know? Uh, I feel like I've been on a soapbox. <laughs> this is kind of the soapboxy segment. It is. Being honest. But, like, basically, we need to set boundaries, and we need to be careful, like, interacting. We just need to be careful as a community interacting with people. Because at the end of the day, there will be people, there will be creeps who will hurt you, who will try and hurt you and people that you know. And then there are people who do not understand. Like, they just can't understand what they're doing is wrong and what they're doing is hurtful. But, um... No, it's if we don't set those boundaries, if we don't arbitrate them, if we don't come to understand like there are actual there's actual material harm because I'm a byproduct of that harm. I was I was affected by somebody in this community. If you if you have followed me for a while, you know who it is. Fuck it, I'll just say it. It was it was Adrian's expansions. 
I, um, I think we've covered this in prior episodes as well. So yeah. this is yeah. It's like if if you know you know and you're like now you do know. Um, and that fucks with me. It still fucks with me to this day. I, there are certain things that like happen between like happened in, in, in interactions. Like I have him blocked. I don't talk to him. Like I try to stay away at this point because it's just like, you know, it, it, it hurts. That kind of stuff will fuck with you and you won't even know. You'll never know because you won't figure it out till way down the line after it happens. And that's the thing. Like I figured it out maybe three years after it started happening and it took ages to get them to understand. And like, it took a lot of courage to tell the community, Hey, this happened. I was that person who thought I was mature and ended up hurting myself. You will hurt yourself. Like, you will hurt others, and they will hurt you. If you are too young to engage, you are too young to engage. That is a boundary, like, I am setting. And if I find out that you're a minor and you interact with me, I will never talk to you again. There is no redemption after that. You have violated my trust very heavily. And made mm-hmm. me very much and endangered me and endangered yourself. I don't want to talk to that, talk to you again. Like, I don't know about you, Sassy. I don't know how, like, I'm sure you'd be the same way, but like, maybe. Absolutely. No. I have a lot of followers on Twitter. I have a lot of followers on DeviantArt. There's no way I can, like, go and verify. Oh, yeah. That every single one of them are of age. I put out reminders saying, like, hey, if you're a minor, don't follow me. But, like, it's it's a little bit overwhelming at times just to, like, make sure that you have a safe audience and if somebody violates that trust and you can see it clearly, then it's like, you don't know what to do. With I mean, yourself. we had a you scare in our little friend server that, 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 you know, with all the different people we interact with, like we had a scare in our friend server where somebody had been like, I learned from another server owner that like, um, this specific discord creator, uh, and it's the person that we, that I'm talking about was a minor and they were one, the infamous minor that had done it multiple times before. And when I found that out, I tried, I tried desperately to try and verify. And cause they said there were two other people too. And that's, that's the fucking scary part about that. They thought they're mature. They thought they could do it. They, they, they And let me tell you, you could tell right away they were not adults, but like you couldn't be sure. And that's the scarier part is that they were trying and you couldn't tell if like they were not like, and when it finally came out, I'm like, fucking Jesus, I knew it. Like, like it, and that, that's scary. Like, cause that's a violation of trust. That's a violation of safety. That's like, consent is the biggest part of a community like this. And when you violate trust and safety, consent is out the window. Like, if you deceive people actively, that is a violation of everything. And that's what the heavy stuff is. It's, if you can't respect people's boundaries, Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and the shit you're Respect doing. Respect people's boundaries. Yeah. Um, just please play safe. Make sure you know your boundaries and make sure you like other people know your boundaries. And make sure people respect them, for fuck's sake. We, to summarize, we have a problem with people being too unsafe and too... Libertine is a weird way of phrasing it, but I think it's the proper way. And it's emboldening some very risky behaviors that people are not considering the ramifications of. Um, I do not want us to return to the Wild West version of this community where people were okay with just any and everything. I don't want to return to that. I would prefer if we progressed past that, you know? But no, that's that's where we're at, I guess. Um, And I think a lot of people, like, I think we should also talk about just a minute. Like, again, people are doing stuff to protect boundaries and stuff and, like, lifting this up. There are, like, creators who are, like, talking about 
toxic people who are like emboldening shitty behaviors um in the community there are countless people like holding people accountable and like accountability is not just like unfollowing somebody and disengaging with somebody it's like saying hey this is kind of fucked up why are you doing this and like if they don't give a satisfactory answer don't engage with them don't like be around them like you know and and, like set that boundary and be like hey we don't want people who do this to like you know make us look bad or make you know make being being like unaccountable like a good thing have accountability take accountability for your actions like i'll take accountability for a lot of actions i've done like i've done shitty things like but at the same time like um accountability is not reactionary it's not you know really aggressive it's understanding that like there's a difference between ignorance and apathy and we shouldn't have apathy we should educate ignorance you know apathy is a tragedy after all apathy is a tragedy (laughs) and boredom is a crime god damn it that's a perfect encapsulation of what we're talking about though (laughs) that is like the fucking i hate i hate the fact that bo burnham captured that vibe so perfectly the internet is a wild place we need to make it less wild i loved the old days of the internet as much as the next person but also slurs and racism came from it so let's stop (laughs) Homestar Runner was pretty good, though. Homestar Runner was amazing. <laughs> Basically, walk away, f- walk away from this, setting boundaries, being aware of the people you talk to, and being mindful of the stuff that you're doing. And also understand, if you're a minor and listening to this podcast and you want to engage with us, uh, fuck off, please. Fuck them kids. Don't. Don't, actually. Don't, don't fuck them kids. <laughs> don't actually do that. <laughs> um, but, like... <laughs> please for the love of god go go through sex ed in high school but like actual sex ed not high school sex ed and then like when you're an adult come back here and actually like you know explore yourself you're not old enough to be here because again that stuff can be weaponized against people that stuff can be like really bad um and so shall we move on to our interview huh yes we shall our our, i think our meatiest interview it was it was a chunky one a, a chunky interview with a chunky person. Uh, <laughs> and welcome to the interview portion of the podcast. My name is Agro. Uh, with us today, with me today is uh, is a sassy viper as always. And uh, our guest today is uh, Scotty Bear, better known as Bienvenue Power Bottoms. Uh, this is Scotty Darling, aka uh, Scotty Bear, aka Noitalfin. AKA Scoodles the Clown. <laughs> That's a lot of names. So uh, I guess I guess the major major first question is how 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 are you doing today? It's the end of my Saturday, and uh, I started off my weekend with my latest COVID booster, so I'm a little achy if I'm being honest. Ooh, shit! Is that is that the reason you're high? Full disclosure, they're high. Uh, <laughs> No, that's because I live in a green state. <laughs> I don't know what a green state means. Can you please explain? It means cannabis is legal here. Oh, sweet Missouri's a green state. <laughs> He's Mr. Green. We legalized the, the last vote, if I'm not mistaken. We legalized weed, said the governor can't have a private military, <laughs> and said, no, we're not rewriting the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest vote ever. I started reading I'm like, 
well, I know the cop thing's going to pass, so I can't be pissed about that. But I know for a fact that Missourians are not going to go for a private military for the governor. That was the funniest thing I've ever read. I'm like, why would we ever let the National Guard be the military? <laughs> why would we do that? <laughs> what, why would you do... No, what, why? Because there's... Okay, to put it quite simply, Missouri has the weirdest demographic makeup. For some reason, there is like... A small contingent of weirdos down south who want a military dictatorship, but everyone else is like, obviously not. Because <laughs> we're just as they should be. We're just like we need pork and tourists, and that's it. But no, okay, so it's good you're having a good day apart from the COVID booster. So what what got you what got you into this community? What got you into like all this all this bullshit? This beautiful all this mess, fruit, and inflation. Uh, yeah, my origin story. Um, well, I saw Willy Wonka at a very formative age. Full disclosure, I was born in 1990. Y'all whipper haven't so good these days. We had to look for our inflation material <laughs> in Yahoo groups and GeoCities. What are those? <laughs> you won't know because they're long gone. They are. You, you, <laughs> you try and search for them through the Wayback Machine, you get one page, I think. There's, like, if you say X Blue, there's going to be a few people who go, oh, or Expanding Horizons. Yeah, I remember, I think Max has had that reaction a few other people. So, like, it's old. <laughs> you know what happened? It started because I first started noticing uh, inflatable Halloween costumes. Those, and I yeah. became instantly just obsessed i was looking up pictures of them online like fantasizing about having one. Oh wow yeah like this was back when i was real little like 13 14 uh before i knew what a fetish even was it's when you first search inflation that oh god yeah i was a, a lurker for years i i keep saying it but it, it was such a different time back then especially online Oh, 100%. I could, I could def definitely attest to that. There's a lot to be said about the changing in uh, content and the quality of content, especially. Oh, yeah. But at one point, how I became a name, and I'm not proud of this, the first story I ever wrote, you can't actually read anymore because I, uh, I deleted it because I wrote it when I was 17. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Justifiably, uh, another writer in the community, when I announced, Hey, I'm 18, went, You're what? You what? And justifiably so. This was back before, like, the importance of everyone being 18 and older was oh, yeah. widely because, known. Because it was like the Wild West. I think, actually, because this will be the episode where we're talking about this, we could actually kind of dive into how like the internet was very different and very risky and how like it's good that we have a lot of the protections we do now <laughs> a lot of like the community protections and shit yeah unfortunately there are people who had to kind of die for our sins essentially oh yeah i i have simps i i have simps i don't know how to feel about this i have simps and scoodles and i am like religiously, every single time someone comments, I'm just like, check, check the age, check the. Oh age. God, yeah, because because like there there are some people who like, and it's not like it was okay when this happened, but like 
you know, there was stuff that like when we were younger, just people didn't watch. And so we like, they just didn't keep track of those things. And so there were, there were just people who probably shouldn't have been interacting with people who probably shouldn't have been were interacting with them. Like when I started on second life, cause I did a lot of stuff on second life before I did anything. I was way too young to be on second life. Uh, like I was like, I think 13 to 16. And that was when I was doing that shit. And that was risky as fuck for everybody involved for myself, for the people that like was around yep. there. And like, oh, yeah. so like when I, like I've had people, I've had people come up and tell me like, why are, what, like, why are you doing this? Why are you being such a like militant person about this? It's not like you're going to go run out on the streets and say, FBI, come arrest me. But like, the reason why is because like that shit can come and like hurt you down the line. It can hurt people down the line. So like, it's important that we've like changed quite a lot as a community towards people oh, being yeah. like that. Like, um, oh, you're risking yeah. a lot of people's safety, including your own. Oh yeah. I was lurking much younger than I should have. I, the first story I put out, here's, it's not just that I wrote it when I was 17. I wrote a revenge fic as my first story. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It, well, to be honest, uh, it wasn't anyone I knew. It was summer and 3 a.m. and someone had parked their, like, convertible or something outside my family's home and was blasting music like legit mm -hmm. windows shaking the oh, cops fine. are gonna get called any second and i remember she was damn near screaming to for her friend to hear her over the phone and i wrote Jeez. a story as a revenge fic yeah yeah not proud of that one and so that started my first sort of era when I was writing stories like once per year. I genuinely like don't blame anyone for not knowing who the fuck I was before like 2016. Because in 2016, that's when I met Lashani. That recent? Really? Really? Holy cow! Yeah. It was 2016. Fuck! 2016 when I really started that was the year that I started um, putting out stories almost every month. And there were, like, that was, like, my, my golden era for, like, I think, like, a year. I was getting one to two stories out every month because, A, Lush was a huge inspiration. And at that time, like, straight up my muse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I like not only that, but Lush. Lush was the one who helped me come to grips with my gender, and it was their their chat, like their live streams, that really helped me, you know, come out of my shell, start using female pronouns. Yeah, I, I still remember when I changed my pronouns on DeviantArt, going, "Oh God, oh God, when are people gonna start saying shit?" When I'd be like, aren't you a dude? Like, ah, ah, ah. but no one, no one ever commented. I got away with it until yeah, just it, now. To be honest, like, even though like it's always kind of been a taboo subject, like it, it's never been like a point of the culture war to really like freak out, except like on the real fringes, you know. Like I've seen, because like you can find headlines of people when you shift. Like I don't know. I'm very, very sad. <laughs> I'm very sad that things have shifted over as much as they have. 
oh, trust me, I I know. Because like uh, I feel the same. One of, one of the big things, I think one of the big sticking points in this community that I have noticed probably didn't help, you know, in, in my coming out, and I'm sure other people's coming out who, like, have been kind of deeply involved with this community. Uh, but I'm sure something they haven't really, you know, thought about or, or really talked, I've seen people talk about it, is, like, there are times in which this community can be kind of, like, gender essentialist or, like, hyper, like, I won't, it's a very specific flavor of transphobia that doesn't seem like standard transphobia. Would that be wrong to say? I, I haven't noticed it myself, which is kind of fucking stupid because, hey, guys, I don't know if you notice this, but most of the women in this community are trans. Good luck finding a cis woman who's into this. Exactly. Like, like, like it's it strikes me as odd that, like, because most of this, I, I think, like, most of this community is, like, trans oh, or 100%. queer to some extent. So, oh. like, I, I don't understand why anybody would, like, be raising a fuss about it, because it's, like, that's just who we are. You can accept the concept of a female turning into a fruit, but you can't accept the concept of that female being trans. Yeah, it's, like, guys, you're you're just gonna have to come to terms with it. I still remember, it's been, like, what, fucking 15 years now that I've been writing, and wow. uh, I've had a lot of cringe interactions and one was someone who messaged me out of the blue and was just blown away by the fact that i was a content creator who was female and yeah. they're like i would have expected like any woman to look at this and go running for the hills and i i was very polite throughout the entire conversation but part of me was just like well Depending on the behavior any lady might see, I don't blame them. There, there's a there's a pervasive myth that this community one is a sausage fest and two doesn't have like women creators. It's just one how conservatively you want to define women as, and two how much like you can. It's 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 very it's very interesting to look at like the sociology of all this. You know, like just fucking some people, man. <laughs> like. <laughs> All I know is that the vast majority of my stories now, to get back on the previous subject, when I started my quote-unquote golden era, when I brought out Scotty, like yeah. my Sona, I originally, I had a plan for two series. One that was like magical shenanigans with the then uh, Melody Mischief, the drunken witch. It was essentially my, my drunken id at the time. And then uh, the Substitute Submissive series with Scotty, who... Okay, so, quick context. There was a time where people were shitting on Mary Sue's and Gary Sue's constantly. Oh, constantly. And I that so fucking hard. Like, in the, do you mean, like, in wider society or in fetishes? Because I think it's in wider um, society. In wider society. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, because for, for me... Like, up until 2016, 2017, I was just doing this as writing practice because I had mainstream stuff I wanted to do. But now if you go look at my fucking uh, DeviantArt profile, there's just a picture of me. It's just me. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm turning 33 in a month, and I have no delusions about me getting, like, big. I'm a cult writer within a niche community. <laughs> I mean, you are getting big in a certain sense. But I'm, 
but I <laughs> Scotty. But Scotty was my like shadow Sona. Yeah, and was that series was primarily going to be bondage and uh, furry transformations, with a twist later on that Scotty uh, essentially becomes a shared submissive among a group of rich people, two of whom belong to a company that has effectively discovered body inflation and <laughs> first stay with them for a while uh, and basically be the human uh, trials for it. And you'll never read that story, but the two characters, the husband and wife, uh, I recycled personality-wise uh, into my characters Mitzi and Candy. Oh, Oh, God, there is a scene where Scotty goes to their house for the first time, and it's just the wife, and she is in full dom mode. Like, they're in the middle of, I forget what, I think, like, Scotty's partially tied up or something. And then all of a sudden, as the wife is monologuing, you hear the front door, like, slam open, and the husband going, Honey, I brought home McDonald's! <laughs> and the wife just goes, Hun, we're rich now. We have money. We don't need to eat like starving college students anymore. And just him being like, I was craving a quarter pounder with cheese. And then Scotty just still tied up going, I'll take something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um, I'll, after... have, I'll have a Royale with cheese. <laughs> Royale. But after uh, hanging out with Lush and because Lush at that time had aloe yeah and i was seeing all these artists with their self inserts and i was just like why why don't i just have mine so i just like was like ah fuck this and then just made scotty my oc and i just started writing stories because at that time i was starting to think of myself as a woman and i was using my stories as a way to both explore gender, but also deal with the mounting dysphoria I felt. God damn it. God damn it. It's fucking, I did that shit. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I think, I think we all did that shit at some point. Yeah, so that's for a while there, up until like 2018, that's primarily what Scotty was for. Just dealing with those emotions. Wow. And it was post 2018 when a bunch of shit went down that we shouldn't go into here. But this was when Lush started doing their, uh, the Heartsmouth content. Yeah. And I pivoted uh, my stuff to, I had an entire, like, running, I had an entire series planned out dealing with Scotty's emotional fallout with the change of Avaline becoming a Wendigo. Oh. And there was a whole thing planned out and eventually Lush went, I'm shuttering or I'm archiving Heartsmouth right now. I I might come back to it later, but for now it's done. And I go, well there's a weight off my shoulders and yeet that entire storyline uh, into the bin and started my current era, which has Scotty. Okay, 
when I first started writing Scotty, she was there was a one to one with the character and myself. Yeah. But now, fucking years later, there's been a divergence between character and writer. And while the kernel of my personality is within her, because I, I personally believe consent is incredibly important to me. And with my stuff, I can do whatever the fuck I want to me because I'm consenting. So you'll mm-hmm. have all these like stories, like the Many End series. Like it was me and Lush, just us like exploring our most like depraved masochistic urges. And like it's me. So there isn't a, ooh, oh, what are you doing to them? <laughs> I still get favorites from time to time of the amputation and cyberization arc from the Mini End series. And I'm just like, I see the usernames of like amputation lover or like cyborg woman 555. And I'm just like, oh, you were absolutely the kind of person who <laughs> there's there like and it's it's very funny because it's either they're they're a blank profile picture or they're that and it's just their entire favorites are all that and it's just like, oh yeah yeah because because people like deviant art really still tries to be that site it's like oh we're just a portfolio site but like no there's a ball gag and a dildo sitting on the counter there like you have to address this it's the person like dressed up like with a suit and everything giving a a professional just like we are so professional here we are not (laughs) like dirty or smutty at all here and there's a door behind them with someone ball gagged and getting railed from behind (laughs) it's just like are you sure about that it's not it's not even it's not even a solid door it's it's a glass door everyone can see it That's all it is, because it's just because that that is the what the site is. The wall is just opaque glass, so you see the shadows. You, you don't everything. you don't just see it; you hear it. Like it's because it's it's fucking glass. Mm. Like it's 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 really strange too, because like yeah, the website itself has been around since God knows how long, and it's just changed so much. But it's always been that at the same time, you know. I, I, just really quick, fuck DeviantArt, fuck it for multiple reasons. Yeah, on a personal level. Fuck Eclipse. They yeah. completely broke... As a writer, they completely fucked over mm-hmm. the writers. Completely. I had to look up a very specific way to create new documents within my stash. I literally have... Yeah, it's a I bitch. Have, yeah, I have a text file on my desktop that I drag and drop into stash because for whatever reason... The random text, the specific random text in this uh, note will create a new story. Ugh. And yeah, it's just like, what the fuck, guys? You may share that with me because I would like to, I, I like their old writer system. Like, you can't even. Their like, new writer system, it it's stream, like they streamlined everything. They don't even have a way to edit your stories yet. No. They rolled out fucking this AI bullshit and didn't even give the writers fucking ways to edit their like, stories I go, yet. Oh, you have yeah. to do it through desktop, oh, yeah. too. You have to do it through desktop. Not through the app. Through through desktop. 
That's like oh the app fucking sucks. Which 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 is such the which is such a bullshit roundabout way. Like let's let's actually go on a tangent about writing because I am a writer too. <laughs> like there is that whole main character Mary Sue bullshit that people went through for years, and everyone treated every writer who made a self insert like shit. Even though half the like authors on the planet we all know and love did that shit. Like that's how you write. One two DeviantArt absolutely shafted writers with Eclipse. Uh, I, I, I have my, like, I like, or no, I can't even say that. I can see how it functions. Wix butchered DeviantArt to no end, you know, like they just shot it. Their new text editor. Have you ever used it? Um, God, I hope not. (laughs) Here, let me just pull up one of my stories. Go to edit. Um, there's edit text. It's the old one. It's the one before they're writing because like I, when you when you do uh, submit writing you have like they've always had the arbitrary limit but you have the limit and like it's not a big limit i've written my, my longest story ever is a short story it's maybe a couple pages long it overwhelmed it like i had to i had to put it in a pdf to make it you know something which destroys the ability for it to be seen and read oh my god yeah writing they they killed and like i was talking to another person on uh twitter about about or was it twitter i don't know i talked to somebody about this how basically they just like there's no real like credit for a lot of writer stuff and a lot of like consideration for writer stuff even though that's a massive part of like not just like online kink culture but just fandom culture in general you know writers are always fucking shafted like Ooh, it's no not one gives hard. a shit about us it's like okay so with twitter on fire people and like do we go to for affinity and basically all the writers are like fuck for affinity because for affinity doesn't even have a text system you have to upload a pdf each and every time you also have to provide a thumbnail that you've created for that's that stupid submission. by the way that's the dumbest shit ever yes that's why I haven't uploaded anything to Fur Affinity in almost two years. Like it's it's it baffles me truly because like, <laughs> oh <laughs> God, we've been so heated this interview. I, I'm I, I'm I'm normally not this intense. I'm sorry. As somebody who doesn't do a whole lot of writing on DeviantArt and doesn't really consume a whole lot of uh, writing content on DeviantArt, can you like maybe like? explain to me like i'm two years old and i don't i don't know what the fuck anything is like with regards how to changed how uh, how eclipse just completely fucked all over all the writers well eclipse all it did it removed the uh the text editor the their actual like it removed system. That, the whole site was a, it was a streamline overhaul because DeviantArt did need improvements it was starting to look old so they decided to facebook it mm. and so they removed yeah the editor like like scotty said Everything. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, like, my writing process is I just have Google Drive and I just create new... Yep. Fucking yep. And the great thing about Google Drive, I've been stories on my phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm writing writing a whole-ass novel on my phone. I... When I uh, was writing back in 2016... Uh, similar to Agro, I was doing security for a living, <laughs> and um, long waits. Yeah, <laughs> Be- beware the pipeline. I was using 
literal notebooks to write everything out. And then I would go and type it all out afterwards. At one point, I attempted to use text-to-speech, or speech-to-text, I should Not, say. It wasn't good. It wasn't good no, back then. No, I, oh my god. I still remember stories I did that with. I uploaded, and then I would find... I'd Errors. go back. I still yeah, do, just and it's better incomprehensible, now. Just completely incomprehensible sentences, and I'm just like, how the fuck did I miss this? Yeah. And then I, I went to a new site, uh, a new work site, and I started using the work computer there to just, I would open up a notepad at the start of my shift, because I was the only security person there, and i just type out everything I was uh, writing that shift and then I would have a flash drive with me that I just copy and paste it all into. Oh wow. Yeah, like I got so much writing done then. I've changed professions since then and I, I can't write like as much as I used to, which is why like if you look at my profile, I've written only like seven stories this year. That on top of, like, the unusable website. <laughs> the other thing I didn't mention was just how many fucking stories are half-written in my stash. Oh, yeah. I have multiple stories I'm working. I have other ones planned that I'm wanting to do. I recently put out a story called uh, Peachy Brand Deal. Ooh. Basically, Scotty gets a brand deal with a uh, a product I came up with called... PF fuel. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> partners with kinky uh, <laughs> internet personalities to shill their stuff. And Scotty mm -hmm. gets her own flavor, which is Darling Peach. And in Ooh. the story, uh, my stoner uh, trans cowgirl candy goes, Peach? You have, you have a fucking peach flavor? I would have suspected you'd have blueberry. And yeah. Scotty goes, <laughs> no one's getting blueberry. Are you insane? <laughs> like, no one brand is getting the most popular transformative one. So I went with peach because I want it to taste good. And I want a transformation that's, you know, like, manageable. I feel like I'm the only person who enjoys the flavor of blueberries. I don't know why. If you look through my Twitter profile and all the pictures I've posted... You will see so many blueberry-themed, like, gum, drinks, I food. I need all of the products you are able to get, because every time I go somewhere, I see blue raspberry, and I'm like, that's not a flavor. That's not real. Like, I, I've never, like, throughout most of my life, I never really, like, I was never really into blueberries. Like, I just, the taste wasn't bad. It, it just wasn't really my thing. But, like, nowadays, it's like I just see blueberry anything. I'm just like, I, I need to have it. I need to have Maybe it. Maybe this time it'll do the thing, yeah. Maybe this time it'll, it'll do the I, thing. I, literally, like, <laughs> I have had like, blueberry food out in front of me. I've had blueberry gum. I've had a blueberry, like, drink next to me. And I've consumed all of it at once. And I was just like, it didn't happen. <laughs> it's so funny. I've just, I've completely rewired my brain to like blueberries even though i don't really like blueberries that much so um yes so that, that's it's all clearly based on g fuel which i have gone down the rabbit hole as a, someone who works night shift and i consume a lot of g fuel 
So yeah, it inspired a story. I have what's loosely calling the TF Fuel uh, Saga, which is basically just Scotty and Co. dealing with like the brand stuff mm -hmm. and like Candy getting a brand deal. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but my idea is that for part of her brand deal, Candy has to essentially... Your character candy, by the way, specify. Yeah. We should specify your character candy, not yes. the, 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 the popular model in the community, because there are different people named Candy. <laughs> or, or, or Candy the Wild Boar. True. Candy the it, Wild Boar. There, there's a lot of candies. It's like it's a popular porn name. It's almost as if it's like also like Willy Wonka fetish. Hmm. What should I name my fetish insert? Candy. That's... That works. But, uh, yeah, so Candy is going to basically go back to human for the first time in, like, half of her adult life. Uh, and her just being like, how do I feel about this? I oh, don't wow. everything with weed. How do I feel about this? Because that's the thing about me. Um, my current era is, like, I'm focusing more on character. But you'll find that I don't have super in-depth uh, inflation scenes, but I do focus with character, on... With character, yeah. Yeah, with characters, with the dialogue especially. I mean, I'm doing that with my current story. Like, because I, I, it was originally a fetish story, and I'm like, I can't keep doing this as a fetish story. It just doesn't feel the thing I want to be. The other thing is that I kind of, not retconned, but I gave reason for why Scotty uh, got the brand deal. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's because... Uh, she and her Becky basically are suddenly short on cash because oh. in my stories, Becky has an online potion shop where she sells like transformation and inflation potions. And with the advent of these like quote unquote mainstream inflation and transformation products, it's putting potion makers essentially out of business commentary or at least mm. yeah or at the very least like they don't have the monopoly on inflation and mm -hmm. transformation shit so scotty has to do this brand stuff and it's like i have uh two stories currently in the works one is i wasn't expecting this i <laughs> i should have but i i'm i wasn't expecting it truly for those who don't know i have chocolate factory stories that i've been writing specifically involving the reinvention of Melody Mischief as Mel the Lumpet. Ooh. And, like, the first story I did with her was uh, Berry Girl Weekend, in which, further context, I really like coming up with uh, services and products that are designed specifically for inflation. It's like After Pop, this... It's kind of like the after morning pill for for popping, but you pop it, uh, pardon the pun, uh, before you are afraid you might uh, explode. And if you pop, oh. it basically reforms you. That's fucking good. I also have the Aerodome, a converted indoor football stadium that now is used to simulate an afternoon of being inflated in the park with Ooh. like... Fans in the walls simulating the breeze 
and like lo-fi playing over speakers to make it super like relaxing for everyone. Lo-fi beats to inflate too. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with this idea of is because there is a fantasy, not necessarily the factory tour fantasy, but of being a blueberry kept at the factory as product as juice production it's mm. like it's one i have it's not it's not one that you just have ever i think every fucking person who ever does this has had this thought in some capacity so i came up with the idea of essentially this world's equivalent of the chocolate factory going you know instead of people going off the tour to become blueberries all the time why don't we just let them pay us and they can stay here for a few days as blueberries being juiced. And they can experience the fantasy, if albeit for a temporary amount of time. And Mel was brought on as the essentially the supervisor of this area. With her now being a, not Instagram, but like she has an online presence. She was, her redesign was heavily inspired by Frankie Lupa's work with their all their like selfie factory tour stuff. Their work has been so instrumental with uh my track my chocolate factory stuff. Shout out to Frankie Lumpa. Yes, oh yeah. To to the Frankie Frankie boy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I love Frankie. <laughs> I don't know if we call each other friends. I'd like to be friends. We've actually discussed um a collab which Ooh, uh little tease we have to pick that back up because i think both of us like we stopped talking about it and then the other one is just e expecting the other one to bring it back up so i'm probably going to do that after this interview um but let me just pull up my deviant art gallery real quick two stories before a berry girl weekend the first one was a furry uh, slime inflation story starring yours truly and her furry uh bear form which has as of right now 85 favorites the one right before berry girl weekend 69 favorites Ooh, <laughs> that's the sex number yes it has 186 favorites oh wow 100 that's a lot for deep the, <laughs> the story after has 48 favorites that's double like the five stories between uh, the first factor story and the second one, like most of them don't top 50 uh, favorites. And except for the one very saucy one, uh, Demons Are a Girl's Best Friend, which I wrote for Halloween of last year. And that has like 100. But the next uh, Chocolate Factory story, Sour Candy, a Loom Pet story, which is Ooh. kind of the the prequel to berry girl weekend it has 127 right oh, wow. now but the next story chocolate factory days once again 168 yeah people love this factory shit and it's mostly at this point it's me just doing like i wouldn't say slice of light but like borderline work drama shit with oompa loompas <laughs> I'd love to. Like, I think it's really good that, like, also this kind of era is fleshing out the Oompa Loompas a little more, you know? Oh, yeah. It, basically, Frankie uh, once came to me and was like, you need to write down, like, all the, your, like, lore and stuff for this, because this is amazing. I was like, hon, 
a lot of this shit is based on your stuff. Yeah. I'm just flushing it out slightly. And like in mine, all the Impa Loompas, they're just normal people who have undergone a transformation. And it's a temporary one, which gives them, a, it pauses their aging process. Like basically you get potentially eternal youth plus union benefits, vision, dental, and health, like the works. All you got to do is be a Noompa Loompa. <laughs> vision, dental, and health, and all I have to be is fucking... That, I would take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I know, right? But fucking, factory days... Wow, you can tell. Oh, shit. That's a commentary. Yeah. <laughs> That's a commentary on shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, because the story I go into that, Chocolate Factory Days, Scotty is shadowing as an Oompa Loompa. And that one, I was so... I was so worried wasn't going to do well. Because it was an inflation story where no inflation is taking place. Shockingly enough, those can do well if you write it effectively. I've noticed that a lot of people are being a lot more picky about what they want, and they'll be a lot more selective. Oh, yeah. Like, the story has essentially, like, it starts in Medias Res with Scotty with a uh, group of Oompa Loompas uh, about to roll off a berry from a factory tour. And, like, she's already a blueberry. And, like, all the blueberry stuff in the story, it, they're all already inflated. Mm-hmm. Scotty's just showing up. And, like, the reason why I think it did really well is that there is a threesome scene Ooh. with Scotty and Mel having uh, lesbian sex on top of a berry girl <laughs> who is also uh, eating out Scotty. Oh, isn't that the dream? <laughs> yeah, so I think that might be why it has uh, 168 favorites. But it's still, like, above and beyond what I normally get. Yeah, and, I think... Um, I think can, can you can you link me to this for uh, research purposes? <laughs> sure! You can no just problem. say it's really hot. That's what you can say. <laughs> if YouTube flags us, I'll just put us on Pornhub. <laughs> Not it's literally the same website, but tits now. It is fucking you guys. Uh, I think I do kind of want to oh, dive. Huh? I I had a point bringing that all up. Fuck, because yeah. I have the two stories I'm working on. Uh, one is a factory story, which basically Mel's like, oh fuck, I think I've accidentally perma buried Scotty. Uh, what the fuck do I do? Oh no! And Giant her blue her. Blue. her <laughs> Her, her BFF, Danny, who's also a Loompet, basically is like, okay, okay, I don't think we're as fucked as you think, but they they quickly find out that Scotty swallowed the weekend gum, and it's defective, and she is now, like, the sort of orb where head, hands, and feet have all been pulled into her. Oh, I love not, that. And she isn't deflating at all. Oh, no. <laughs> but she swallowed the gum and she can't deflate right now. So they're like, okay, okay, what the fuck do we do? Okay, um, I know. Let's take her to one of the popping suites. We give her some after pop and we just, we burst her. We, we walk she away from it. Fine. Yeah, we, we can do this. And, they, and they're like, yeah, this is a great plan. One problem, all of the nearby p- popping suites are are out of service and the only ones in service are across the uh the factory and scotty's gonna burst before we can get there 
Race against the clock, everybody. No, oh, no, boy. No. I love this kind of shit. There is one popping room nearby. It's the popping room used by the pie makers. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so no. they gotta, like, solid snake their way into this popping room while it's, like, the plan is, like, them doing this while trying to avoid notice so they can quietly pop Scotty dun, dun, and, dun, dun, just dun. Get the, yeah, and just get the fuck out of there. But of course, it's me, so shit hits the fan real quick. Uh, <laughs> the plan is to end with Scotty going, can I get a bathrobe or something? It is real cold, and I don't want to get a cold. Smash cut to the next story, which is called Extreme Cold Medicine. Oh, in which no. Scotty has a cold. And um, I came up with the idea for this uh, from my girlfriend, Alexis, a.k.a. Alexis Rain, the... Uh, the inflation femdom writer, and also known for her shit posts on Twitter as Steb. Great, great shit posts. She she is she is an amazing poster. Oh yeah, she is hilarious. But she came up with this idea. I think she was. I recently got super sick, like just really bad cold, and then she also got a cold, if I'm not mistaken. And she was bringing up this idea of selling blueberry inflation gum to vanilla people, but throwing a spin on it that it gives you an entire year's worth of antioxidants in one go. And I go, hold on a sec. <laughs> and so <laughs> this is going to be an Akai Berry inflation. Oh my, uh, fucking Acai. No, no. Yes. Oh my it's God. Going, Isn't that the bullshit superfruit? Why are, that no one, why that, are that, you that's, planning that... on... Exactly. It's like, why are you inflating me with this? It's like, stop complaining. Alexis went out of the way to get these a berry, these berries for me. Just, just drink the damn thing. <laughs> um, Acai was really that... everywhere like not too long ago. Now I remember. Oh God. It still technically is, but it's it's just a fruit. People are like, oh, it's, it's so many antioxidants in it. It's, it doesn't have all that much more than blueberries. It's Straight up, it doesn't have all that much more than with a fancy name. But yeah, oh, a fucking point. So extreme cold medicine, part of the bit is Scotty has a brand deal thing the next day and needs to get healthy ASAP. <laughs> so that's why when they come out being like, you need to drink this, and her just like pulling her turtleneck up over her head, it's like, no, no, I don't <laughs> want to, I don't. It's too cold. I don't want to be a naked blueberry. Please don't make me do this. You have a brand thing tomorrow. No, oh, no. Sick for it. It's like, fuck, fine, give it to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, a big thing with Scotty, I find that there's a few ideal personality types you want for an inflation protagonist. Number one, is some level of dumbass. Yes. Some... I am a dumbass. <laughs> I also do not think things through before I go through with them. Lush can fucking attest to this <gasps> because we have actually uh, met in person before, like a couple times. Mm -hmm. we, whenever we're together, we are straight up like partners in crime, just misadventures happening. <laughs> I need to tell you about at some point, my 30th birthday at the start of 2020, before uh, the pandemic really cooked off, uh, for my birthday, 
we all went to see cats while high and drunk out of our minds. That sounds like a fucking Oh, trip. that's amazing. That's cats. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's the 20... I should specify, it's the 2019 Cats. We saw it in theaters. No! No! Yes! No! Yes. Fuck yes. no! We saw it while fucking, like... You saw it while fucking high. plastered, basically. You, you, you saw it while crossfaded. I was high. Lush was crossfaded to fuck. In fact, Lush, at one point after the theater, blacked out... On the way to Taco Bell nearby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and it describes me like coming up like, hey Lush, how you doing? They're like, I'm doing okay. Smash cut to them sitting in a booth at Taco Bell with a taco in their hand and going, did I steal this? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awesome. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, as somebody who's been crossfaded, like, I, I know how that fucking feels. Like, I'm sure at some point, at some point they were just completely out of their mind, realized there was a taco in their hand, and realized, oh, oh, fuck, did, did, I, did I steal this? But, yeah, just that sort of shit, but having a character that is a dumbass and doesn't think things through, that's why I use me, because I'm, like, the perfect inflation protagonist, because... Of said reasons. Because you're a dumbass. A self-proclaimed dumbass, yes. That's it's better that you like, can self-proclaim it than, it, like, not, than denying it. Because some people will deny it all their lives. <laughs> oh, I, like, I, I do not have, like, that big of an ego to be like, oh, yes, I am totally not a dumbass. No, I'm, the first time Lush and I uh, were together, we were together for a week uh, when they were, doing their journey of self-discovery in 20, uh, 2018. And they stayed with me with, for a week. And we went to a local fetish club. And I think it's okay to tell the story. Uh, we were thinking about doing some puppy play stuff with a cage. Ooh. And I go out to the front and uh, I buy a thing of uh, Chips Ahoy cookies to use as biscuits, like dog biscuits. Ooh, and I start to go back Ahoy. and I'm told very sternly, hey, you can't take food back there. And I'm just like, what? And they point <laughs> to the sign next to me that says no food in like in the like play area. I'm just like, oh, Damn it. fuck. Well, look, if it makes you feel any better, the smartest people in the world are the ones who realize that they know nothing. Yes. Yes, that is absolutely 100% true. <laughs> but yeah, so I think there was a point like earlier on. I've completely <laughs> lost it. Hi, I'm Scotty. I hope you'd, you've enjoyed hearing my fucking ranting. We'll trim this down and, and make it sound Check out my funny, stuff at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I hope we'll, I... we'll trim this down. I, I Maybe we'll post like a full version like separately from the podcast, but like... We absolutely uh, can do yeah. that. Just because like we, we, we're, we're getting to a point where the podcast and the interview are the I... same length now. It's, um, God damn! Sorry, this is what happens when you have me around. I do. No, that's fair. I mean, I like. I think I do want to like touch base back on like how writing and the, and the tone and the ideas around writing have changed over time because that's like that is something we don't touch on a lot. You know, uh, for some reason, like I think we've been leaning as a community, leaning more towards visual media. Um, and if like, you know, and, oh, absolutely. And, and good content, like good content, story wise, uh, is a very big like thing. I do want to like reiterate the the way in which you used to be able to write on DeviantArt was very different. Um, if I remember correctly, they had 
they had a title box, I think, that had a better character limit than the one that is currently present. The character limit on the title box now, you can't really... It's annoying. Um, didn't they have, like, a subtitle thing or, like, an author thing, too? Fuck, they had something. I don't, I don't know if they did or not. The For the most part, if you had subtitles and author bits in the story, that was usually Alec Deluxe with his stories. Like, ah. a.k.a like something like yeah. and have to look up one of his stories but uh, they... I've I've done that with like like the story I mentioned earlier uh Sarah Candy a loom pet story aka the life and times of <laughs> Mel the loom pet they 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 had that and then like you had an HTML editor so you could do fancy things or insert images you can kind of still do that but it has to be either in your gallery they don't link it back to your stash now I don't think <laughs> oh uh, okay, now you just remind me because there used to be, you could have cover art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I have cover art on some of my stories too. Like some some of my stories would have art I had commissioned, and that was another big draw for people. They'd see the art and they'd click on my story, but that you can't even see the art no, anymore. It, you have to post art and That's then put stories sucks. in the description, which is <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I remember, I remember those because, like, I actually have a story I made not too long ago called, I think, Cherry Bomb. I don't remember what it's called, but I had a friend. They made the the cover for that, which it, it's a totally original inflation concept too. But like, they made that, and I wanted that to be the cover. And then when I tried to make that the cover, it didn't work because they don't have a cover function anymore. Like, literature used to be a massive thing on the site, and they still sort of have, like, a preview of the text that you can look through, kind of, but they don't have it now. Like, and it's led to either writers who didn't start as visual artists, like, it's good to branch out your art, but, like, they didn't start as it, and they, like, they, they struggle with it, like, forcing themselves to learn something they, they, they don't want to do in order to do the thing they want to do. Like I unfortunately not all of us are six star. That that's it takes so much talent to be multi talented and like Just, so much time and effort and energy and we're all depressed people. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> we're all depressed products of the shit fucking so it's like the way in which DeviantArt fucked over stories, the ways in which like there are many platforms you can use, but they all have their own fucking stupid bullshit like there's no consistent place to write or if there is it's only for it's only for fan fiction so you can't post original shit or uh it's you know or it's only like you can post your own shit but the fucking site's useless or it's like fanfiction.net where everything isn't allowed except when it is because you're popular and that shit can't last like you know writers do need a space and people like there's itaku but it doesn't have a good writing system and that's this is this is why like the shitstorm that is the the decay of like certain social media sites is like a problem. It's it it'll hurt people. And people will not will pretend like, "Oh, I don't I won't acknowledge that." <laughs> it it never it never affects you until it does. Back in the day, you could find inflation stories ever like you can sort of still like browse bodyinflation.org and see what it was like. But like that was like during the heyday. I would say heyday, but like that's a weird way to say well, it. That's the thing at the time like bodyinflation.org was one of the main repositories for new stories which is incredible Um, yeah unfortunately it wasn't the best if you wanted to follow certain writers things have changed and also the certain themes within stories have changed Mm -hmm. i mentioned 
like you're the beginning about how I my first story was a revenge flick and revenge flicks used to be way more common revenge flicks and generally non-con stories were way more common like just like oh yeah nasty stories I, I would also like to point out too like that was during an era of like adult content that was prominent like that too but yeah, continue sorry i just wanted to point that out too no you're good like i didn't know that so that makes sense that's not to excuse it either i should i should point that out especially oh <laughs> like uh the po- like the, the i would like i would love to like have a bunch of people sit down and talk about not only the history and the 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 changes but also like just yeah no it this, there were a lot there were a, there were a lot <laughs> there were a lot there were a lot it's like every fucking two you'd go oh pleasure ah oh, revenge ah oh, oh you working some stuff out there <laughs> oh this is very clearly an x oh <laughs> Some of them would just be VX, like. <laughs> like I mean, like I. To be fair, it's like there are many politicians I'd be I'd be interested in writing a, a revenge fic about. You know, I wish I could do that. There are some people who can. I can't. I can't find attraction in people I don't like for some reason. I just can't. Like it's just to me. Um, like I despise you. Nope. I. I'm. It could be that you might be slightly demisexual much like myself i mean there's a possibility though i do think i'm pan it's just a weird kind of pan (laughs) sexuality is weird gender is weird yeah i don't like putting a label on it because it makes it hard to explain so i just say pan and go with it there were so many and like there is that whole era and it still kind of is this the era but it's like the waning period of that era i don't pride myself in knowing the history of adult content and the politics of making adult content but i don't like shame it because it's important to know during like the late 90s early 2000s there was a massive like craze for gonzo porn and that bled into all spheres of adult content and so you just have a bunch of stuff that's like really really crazy weird and like now you have adult content creators who are like I didn't want to make that, but that's the only thing I could make. And while I enjoyed making the stuff, I'd like to make my own stuff. OnlyFans changed porn in the same way that like people realizing I don't have to make revenge fix changed inflation porn. I didn't know so many people were into Gonzo from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a, must be a real sex symbol. I fucking I hate that that's the name for it too. You know. I I I don't even know what that is. Do I? Do I do I shatter your innocence today? I my innocence was shattered a long time ago. Yeah, but this is like adult innocence. This is not like you know, ah, oh, the Teletubbies are creepy. This is like Gonzo porn is. It is a specific flavor of like adult content that's like really intense, horny. Like the the whole subculture of breeding, I think, spawned off of it, uh, okay. where it's just like where where it's just like hardcore sex for an hour like an hour two hours three hours of video oh and wow. it's a lot it's a lot it's it's a lot of noises that you didn't know the human form could make and during that time period there's just like it, and that was like that we got a lot of people out of that we also got a lot of shitheads out of that because that period of like porn was when like the cons- like there was a big market crash I've talked about this on the podcast but there was a big porn market crash and then that was how Pornhub came to be and that's why Pornhub sucks. That's why it's a terrible place you should never go to. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, to sort of tie it off, fucking goddamn it. <laughs> I'm 
Oh, 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 sort of like draw it back to. I guess like writing used to be a big thing. None of us are free of sin. <laughs> None like of us. that was even like a question. Of course we're not. But like there's Two sins that are absolutely. <laughs> Two of us are smut writers, and the third makes. It's a. I wouldn't call what we're doing explicitly sin. I'd say it's like, ah, yeah, God may not like that. The stuff that I've seen, God will kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, writers did used to have a large prominent presence, and now they're sort of like, it's a ghost town. You get writers that are good, and then they just stop. Because they're not getting attention, they can't get people to read, you know? Like, and that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And then you have the the person that I I think we're going to talk about like we talked about earlier in the episode who decided they're just going to do it. I don't know. And that they shouldn't have because they're too young. Don't, don't start when you're young. You can practice, but keep it to yourself. (laughs) And real quick on that, I think a point I was trying to make earlier, like with (laughs) my own writing, like most of my stuff is like super, some people will be offended by this term, but super queer. Yeah. Also, please offend people. If they're, if they're listening to this and they haven't left, then that'll get them out. Like it's fine. But it's just other LGBT people are sometimes offended by the term. That, oh, really? Like, yeah. It's essentially a, a reclaimed word for many of us. Yeah. But, like, Scotty is canonically essentially a post-op trans woman. But in her case, she took a designer transformation potion that basically turned her into uh, her current self. Because, speaking personally, I will never get the body i actually want it's fair i will never be a fifa 2 girl next door cute tomboy i just won't i'm built like a bear (laughs) and yeah like all of my story like for fuck's sakes i have one of the stories i was talking about literally has my polycule in it with my wife and my girlfriend inflating me oh that's amazing Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, yeah, I'm in a polycule with two inflation riders. You're living the dream, my friend. Honestly, that is like, that is. <laughs> there are times where I go, man, I might have crippling dysphoria, but for fuck's sakes, did I luck out in certain ways? Mm-hmm. It's like, it, and like, I think it would be really interesting to talk to a group of people about how. Uh, the how inflation and this community ties deeply and seems to embody a deeply queer like community in many aspects that like either I think that part gets ignored or when it's not ignored people acknowledge and I'm glad they acknowledge but like you know it we this kind of stuff like it intersects deeply because kink culture in general is a big part of like queer identity but like this stuff is like this has been like a playground for people to explore their queer identity, which I think is really good because like if a community is consistently, this will be the word that triggers people, which I'm kind of hopeful for. If we make a consistently heteronormative community, we do not embody the creative energy that is necessary. If we make this a consistently plain, bland, like one note community, we don't explore the possibilities that can exist. (laughs) And we don't explore the people that can exist. Cause like, I don't see people talking talking about this a lot, and I it, like it's only been recently 
the the gay side of like blueberry inflation for example is really active constantly mm-hmm. <laughs> i was about to say some of the fucking hottest stories oh yeah male hundred percent stories oh my god it's it's oh. a, it hits different <laughs> i wish i wish i had the cojones to and fucking go as them, hard some as of them can some go of for some of them can fuckers. go on for like fucking 22 chapters like it's God Jesus. damn it, Tommy Cat! If you're listening to this, <laughs> I love your shit. Like, it's it's it because it, like we need to embrace that aspect. Because I love factory tours. If you have a factory tour and it's just a personality you've copied and pasted, it's not a factory tour. It's just a copied and paste. Here's this. The way that you can add flamboyance character is like through that like intermingling of these different you know things. I think we're all in agreement at least in this interview specifically, that there's a deep part of this is like, you know, really queer and that's good, you know? Cause like, I think that's really helpful. It allows people to be very who they want to be, but yeah, no, it was really good to have you on. I would definitely like to have you on again, just to talk about different I would love parts to be of things. Back on. Honestly, like having, having both you and Alexis rain would be oh, yeah. fucking amazing. Oh God. The two <clears throat> of us together. It would oh. be chaos. No one would be able to stop us. <laughs> I had a short-lived uh, quarantine podcast that had her on. So, yeah. Where can people find you? <laughs> that's that's basically, uh, I think, where I'm trying to get to. Bring it back on the rails just for a little bit. We just got to get There's to the no station. wheels um, on this train. It's not getting on the rails. I'm just trying to get it to the station. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just with as little damage as possible. Okay. You can find me um, on DeviantArt and for Affinity, although I haven't posted there very much lately, as Noitalfin. N-O-I-T-A-L-F-I-N. God, I didn't even tell the story about my name. Fuck. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Save it for the next one. Save it for the mm-hmm. next one. Yeah. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter uh, as Noitalfin. Also, if you find... If you search Scotty Bear, you'll probably find me there too. You can also find my live action stuff as a scary clown girl named <laughs> Scoodles the Clowny Gal, uh, <laughs> which is at that clowny gal on Twitter. I just put out a bunch of POV inflation stuff. There's some solid stuff, guys. I, I cannot recommend it hot, like, any more highly. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So, but we should probably end yeah. this so Sassy <laughs> doesn't have an aneurysm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um I used to think was Noitalfin. Uh, now I know it's Noitalfin. So, um, yeah, do, do you want to just quickly hear the story? How it's, quick? It's just an. How quick is it's it? I'm trying to save Sassy. <laughs> I'm trying to save her. It's literally <laughs> just an anagram of the word inflation. Oh, you fuck. Oh, really? You fuck. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. I'm fucking yeah, it's stupid. Just <laughs> every, no, honey, honey, don't worry. That's fucking Literally incredible. Every time, every time I pull that little chestnut out, people just, like, it's the mind-blown gift. Like, I, I, when I first shared that bio, for, I was in a chat with Bio Yugi, and he just, like, are you sh- for me it's 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 this whole time (laughs) for me it's the tom scott oh fuck we're stupid (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's what it is uh all right so yeah you could follow them there i highly recommend their stuff is great um they're real nice uh 
but also they do like they don't take no shit. So like, um, you guys should go give them a follow. And we're back from the interview. That was a really fun interview. Really wild interview. That that um, was that that went in a lot of different directions. It went so many different directions. I'm glad I'm glad my microphone sounds better just so that the edit isn't as like strange because that I remember. Like the fucking audio is part of the reason why it was hard to edit. That that interview that interview was like what happened to Sally when the bomb went off. What? I fucking had it went all over the place. I fucking What is that a reference to? It's it's just a joke. Like it, like a common joke, like somebody I don't I've know, never or... heard that before. <laughs> You've never heard of Never What the fuck? That's such a fucking... That's an insane joke. I love that. So what happened with Sally. It's fucking... I gotta know where, where that's Sally from go now. Where the bomb went off? Everywhere. That's... I gotta know where that's from now. That's gotta be from something. Shit. That's insane. Um, mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> um, so I guess... I guess for our next segment, we can get into, uh, the news. Um... <laughs> Alright, so, uh... Our, our, our first bit of news is a clip release from both uh, Lovely Lilith and Disco Kitten. Um, Lovely Lilith uh, produced a... Because this is... Since we do size transformation and inflation, uh, she produced a She-Hulk-themed clip. She's been working on that for a while. It's a pretty good clip. Highly recommend. It's just color change. It's fun stuff. Uh, and then Disco Kitten released a point of view, I think, dominant clip where the viewer turns into a blueberry. It's pretty good. I I uh, I hope you all enjoy that kind of stuff. You go uh, buy pay go pay for your porn because you should. Because if you don't, I'll turn your house into gingerbread. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds more like a promise than a threat. You live in gingerbread, like that's not gonna be fun. <laughs> It'll be tasty for like five minutes. Yeah, it's gingerbread, but then like it's not insulating. It's winter. Also, I know the um, I know the public version got released like I think on Thanksgiving. Uh, but Qualtraverse uh, oh, yeah. did another blueberry inflation clip. Uh, you can find the uh, the uncensored version on his Patreon for like five bucks, which is not a big price for the quality that it is. It's oh, it is it is Qualtra is a very like, skilled artist. Three D art is hard. I'm sure he can attest to it. It is it is an artistry that even I have have trouble mastering. The only three D art I can do is actual sculpting, as seen in our artist of the week intro. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's any other creator updates. Uh, there's there's plenty. Uh, like we we can't keep track of everything. We just give updates on like interesting things that we find. We we are, we are only two dumb hoes in this dumb ho world. Yeah, don't don't be afraid to um. Don't be afraid to explore stuff and, and find some cool stuff. Uh, in terms of news, uh, those are the clip releases now in, tor- in sort of like the wider sphere of the creator verse and art stuff. Um, AI art on DA was a weird thing. Yeah, that that was that was sort of a hot button topic for like five minutes until they decided like, hey, maybe we shouldn't be like shitty to our artists. Yeah, I'm glad that the the, the I'm glad that like immediately like they're like oh shit everyone on our website doesn't like this and they decided we should probably dial back on this a bit and not make it an auto opt-in like you should be opted out automatically the next step is to de-implement it and burn it we were actually going to do like a whole heavy stuff segment on ai art before the uh before we shifted topics 
just sort of going over like the the ethics of it and the problem it poses to our community in general yeah to be honest it's ai art is a complicated issue and i think a lot of people get stuck in the weeds of it's not real art I'm going to say right now, we shouldn't be philosophizing on whether or not it is or isn't. There's a practical and tangible, <laughs> like it, there's a practical and tangible, like it's a tool and the people who are using it as a tool are the people who shouldn't be because they're the ones stealing people's art and mm-hmm. monetizing it without their permission. There's a capital harm here. I don't like AI art. I don't like art automated. There is a use for it. The people who should be determining that use are not and the people who are are the people who shouldn't be. Tech bros should not decide what art is because they barely understand it. <laughs> Tech bros are capitalists and capitalism hates art. Yeah, that's that's the I saw today, weirdly, not to get into a side tangent, where there's an AI art model that they're just now using to model shit. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. They're stealing model jobs now. <laughs> I feel like... When we're at the point where, like, all of our jobs could be automated, that's the point where we should be living in, like, full-on luxury space communism, where, like, nobody has to work to survive anymore because all the machines are doing the work for us. We shouldn't have to be fretting about a machine taking our job. We should be celebrating it because we don't have to work anymore. But that's not the society we live in. But yeah, I know. Um... It's very interesting. I'm sorry. Sorry for the soapbox. Yeah, we should we should we should move on. But yeah, uh, that was a weird thing. Unlike a lot of other sites, when they implemented AI art, they didn't double down. They're still using it, and I think it's really. I think that's kind of it. They were using that long before. They had like an April Fool's thing where they auto generated art. I, I'm glad that they understood. Oh, our user base doesn't actually enjoy this, as opposed to other websites that are like, actually, you will enjoy this, or you'll stop using <laughs> using it. Excuse me. Like, it's just such a violation of privacy. It is. Like, how did they think that anybody would enjoy this? Even if, even the people who are, are not detractors of AI art. The thing is, like, again, like, I, like, uh, it's, it's, it gets into a lot of, we should probably do a heavy stuff segment on it at some point. Maybe when it finally crashes and burns. If it does. (laughs) Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. No, it's, that's the kind of big thing DeviantArt tried to implement AI art and it, did not go well it did not go over well at this point they should just embrace the fact that they're a fetish site because that's what they are uh that's all they are it's lucrative money i don't understand why people are so afraid of making money off of this shit it's lucrative puritanism (laughs) this is capitalism this is how it's supposed to work this is the free market yeah but then you got to get those weird intersections of like you know puritanism and puritan like puritanical ideas and like how they intersect with everything it's stupid i love having the degree i have but it also is like oh wow i now know the secrets of why things suck and it hurts Mm, yeah wow knowledge pain indoctrinated at your your liberal college <laughs> i think it's a bit, I, I fucking i love that shit but you know there's that um i'm trying to think what else if there's anything else i can't really think of anything else in terms of like big creator stuff there's there's some very interesting uh you know movements in the community towards towards other other fascinating stuff i honestly think like y'all you know honestly we could make this a separate like you know extraneous content segment and just like do other stuff be on the lookout for some cool creative stuff. And uh, if you ever have news for us, if you ever like find something you want to like hear about it on here, don't be afraid to tell us. We love hearing, you know, your guys' engagement. We love hearing from you guys a lot. Um, I've read every comment. Some of them are very funny. Others I'm not confused by, but like sometimes they can be confusing. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, that's the news. Uh, and now time that's for... That's the way the news goes. All right. The next segment is fizzy and uplifting. Um, I, I love I love um, the, what we're talking about next. I could do entire things on this. We are talking about the evolution of the aesthetics of blueberry inflation and the community uh, that it is. Okay, so what kind of got us talking about this um, was we were kind of reconsidering what we originally had for this segment, which I'm going to be transparent about because it was a dumb idea. I was very stupid for suggesting it. But we were going to be like, what if it was purple? And that was the entire segment, um, just doing a dumb joke from another show. But uh, we started talking about the aesthetics of how like blueberries have changed in the movies and in the stuff. It's basically just a, you turn into a ball, you're rolled away. Even in the that '70s show thing, it's you turn into a ball, you roll away. The play, you know, all that stuff, because it's just it's there's contrary to what a lot of strange people think, it is not a sexual thing. <laughs> it really isn't. It is just a comedic. It is purely for a comedic effect and purely to demonstrate that this person is a dumb brat. But it's like it's like people are people have a fetish for being dumb brats or yeah dumb brats in general. So like that. One thing built on another, and that's that's how we're here. Yeah. Um. And so, like in John, like before, I don't know what the first one it was. Um. We we talked to somebody. Our 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 interview subject actually talked to us, and it was like, yeah, before him, it wasn't really there wasn't a lot of you know uh, boobs and blueberries. Um. But essentially, when you look, at, I call them the head canons of the community, where we just sort of like have canonized things that don't actually happen. And so, like, like for example, when you blow up, those different parts of your body s- swell differently. Um, and people just start conceptualizing creatively how those things work in very interesting and fun ways. And so, yeah, uh, early on, Johnny Swell made it like, ah, oh, so the breasts expand. <laughs> hmm, booba. Breasts expand, the, the butt grows. Like, like that, and that was even before the 05. Yeah. Um, which, which is fascinating. Cause like, I think that's part of the reason why people are like, Ooh, somebody secretly snuck in. Like, no, first off, that's a child. Second off, butts are funny. <laughs> I, I think I've said this before, but like, there was a lot of butt humor in like the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. So like, there was a lot of weird jokes at the expense of people having big butts, even though big butts are fun. Big exactly. butts are great. I, I, I love big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> Sir mix a lot. But like, so there's a lot of headcanons people have like, like, I think one of my favorites is kind of using the color change to indicate like degrees of arousal i talked about that where it's like um because like traditionally when you get turned on you turn like a deep shade of red and like get red um and like as you turn more blue you get more aroused um that's something that happened here another thing is (laughs) the expansion itself is a a stand-in for like drawing closer to climax and then juicing or exploding as climax that's a headcanon people have put in mm-hmm. and it's sort of become like this weird interesting associative or analogous kink like uh you know to arousal kink space there i've noticed a lot of people also been like certain things are like trigger words for them now which is really funny there was a tweet i came across uh at one point uh the four sexiest words are what is happening to me <laughs> <laughs> there's been like i think it's cafe big on twitter has been posting like just the lines and been like yeah these things are really lit like they're they're shit posts but like they're like yeah they're just really attractive I'm like that's that's awesome i have those i don't know what they are <laughs> um they happen and they're like oh that's what it is um and and one, one thing we talked about with the interview person is like how these aesthetics have sort of become like a queer thing it's a weird weird queer thing nobody really talks about you know 
I, I, this is, I'm just spitballing here. This is my theory, but I feel like inflation is such a, is such a queer thing, largely because it stems from the furry community. True, true. Which is also very queer. True. And, you know, furries, like, they're obviously into inflation because, like, that's been sort of a cornerstone of a lot of cartoons, like classic cartoons, like Tom and Jerry and Looney Tunes and stuff like that, which is where I feel like a lot of this, a lot of the fetish sort of originated from. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny that too, because there, like, early on, there was a lot of like furry art in tandem with like the standard stuff, and, and also like, I think one thing that I've never like noticed people talking about is like, um, I don't know how to phrase this. The gay side of blueberry inflation is wildly active all the time. <laughs> like, there's oh shit, we forgot to put this in the news. So quick weird midway news segment. Um, but there's a, there's going to be like a a clothing wear brand kind of like kink aesthetic kink core um based on you know inflation stuff really yeah it's called berry wear and they just like dropped a bunch of like cool little t-shirts and designs they have a mascot it's really cool and i think that's something like i think i think you're right it is kind of like sort of like because it's adjacent to the furry community and it's like all the it's the intersection of all these things i also think it's like because a lot of people like i've noticed too um and when, when i did the survey which i still need to like you know fully finish up on because fucking i've just been so busy uh is like a lot of people i wouldn't say they grew up in religious households but there's like a number of people who like were like yeah no this is like i did and like i think it's a good way to explore oneself or was a vehicle for people to explore oneself but in a way that was kind of like easy to explain away and like there's a lot of you know queer people that are like taking and embracing a lot of the aesthetics from this and the flamboyantness of wonka and like the big show like it's tied to camp stuff you know don't consider me an aficionado on camp i just figured out my gender but like there is some camp elements and like you know big show big kind of stuff like to be honest, I would not be surprised if somebody's not already come up with like a drag queen Wonka sort of tour thing with like different ideas, different like explorations of queer identity through the Wonka like thing as a vehicle to explore it, you know? I- I'm not saying that they are like the same, but I think like sometimes having a weird kink can be like comparable to coming to terms with one's sexuality or gender identity. 100%. Because, like, I. When I realized I was trans, I, you know, was, I, I live in an accepting household. My family is generally very accepting of it. So, like, I was, I wasn't really afraid to come out to them about that. But, like, just a lot part. of the other, th- yeah, but then, like, a lot of my other interests, specifically the ones revolving around this community, like, are a lot harder for me to really, for a while, I almost sort of, like, felt ashamed about that in a way I didn't really feel about being trans yeah no just because it's like you know being being like queer is one thing but being queer and then having this these weird interests uh on top of that that you can't really explain to people who don't get it is like it's kind of a double alienation almost oh yeah like i i totally get that because like okay i figured out that i was trans and a lot of the feelings i had were feelings of transition and being trans because of this community and because of the things i was able to see in it you know exactly that's why i think it's like tied to some sort of queerness for a lot of people because like uh like i associate 
blueberry's femininity size and presence and boisterousness and power with femininity in that kind of way and that's what you get in this community and that kind of exploration and so for years i would explore my gender through that way without knowing i was doing that because i had all the tools all the words my family was very open-minded and were willing to help me engage with that kind of stuff um, but I just never really put two and two together. Like I knew you, I had tons of trans friends constantly around me. I was in GSA for years and I never put two and two together. It took me finally having like a steady job and finally sitting down and being alone with my thoughts at 3am at my job to be like, Oh fuck. I'm trans. <laughs> like I explained it in the video, which like I suggest people watch that to sort of capture what I'm to sort of get what I mean. Um, even though, that I, I could make that video better now. Um, but like essentially I, I, it literally was, I was scrolling through Instagram. I saw like a bit of like, I saw somebody with like, cause like I found, I don't know how to convey this without sounding very weird. Cause it's a weird thing. A lot of my gender stuff was just me wanting to be feminine. And so that's why like, I like, like I'm writing like part of the reason I'm writing a certain story is because of that. Like there's this queer element to it. There's like, and I think it's really important, like, we, we talk about that, we embrace that fact, we don't, like, shun it. Because, like, yeah, there's a lot of straight elements to it, believe me. There's plenty. There's also a queer element to it that we should probably embrace very happily and heartily, you know? I mean, it's like a lot of straight spaces are not really as... It's like they're not as open to this kind of expression or the kind of body positivity that we see in these queer spaces. It's like, they're, like, vanilla to a fault, Oh, and that's why space. A lot of these kink spaces are seen as like more of a queer thing. I think it's very. I think it's very interesting. I think it, it, it's a kind of a big thing. We start talking about the queer elements of this stuff too, because that sort of like it acknowledges it and allows people to explore it, but it also allows people to differentiate what they'd like to explore. I think it's important to make a space engaging for everybody, and I like these spaces because it allows people to explore those things. I know people find the word diversity to be a buzzword that's annoying. First off, that's very stupid. But second off, like, it is good to have a diversity of people in a community because you can see different expressions and different embracings of it. And it's very fun to see how people have explored this and incorporated it into part of their identity and how they are as people. And that's really good. You know, like, it's very positive. It's very embracing. Like, again, like, it it helped me and I'm glad it did. And it, it helped me in a lot of ways, too. If you can imagine yourself in strange and absurd scenarios, it's, it makes it easier to come to terms with the strangeness that may be understanding your identity and your exploration of self, and thus embracing it, which I think is very important. It's 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 very very validating. Oh yeah, big time. I just I hope like like I hope it don't sound weird because like I do. It's one of the reasons why I'm writing the story I am. It originally started as me exploring different dimensions of a type of different types of fetishes I like because all the characters were based on at some point different kink stuffs I had, and then I started getting really real with them and I'm like I can't keep up the kink shit. It has to be they have to be characters now and they have to have those as elements of their characters, and it's just an and it's helping explore transness. It's helping explore what it's like to transition in weird ways and be part of that, you know? So, so you were writing female characters as a way to channel your feelings about your gender? Mm-hmm. I can't relate to that. <laughs> Never had that happen to me before. In <laughs> like all the different stuff. Really, I, I love, I love that kind of shit. I love when people explore that kind of stuff, you know? How, if you are queer, how has this community helped you explore your queerness? If you're not queer, 
how has this explored your sexuality and fig- like and helped you figure out what kind of stuff you like and don't like? Tell us in the comments below. <laughs> I don't know how to finish this segment out, you know. Tell us in the comments below how being into blueberries also made you more body positive yeah. and more accepting of your identity. Basically, these spaces are really good to play around in. Just don't be shitty. That's that's the takeaway. And you get really fun stuff. I think that's the whole main crux of this episode. Don't be shitty. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. But no, I, I I think it's really important we all like explore this queer identity stuff within ourselves in this community. You know, I in like we may do more extraneous content, you know, exploring that kind of stuff on this channel as well. I'm sure like the coming out video blindsided a lot of you. But I, like how it's been received, I'd love to make more of that with you know, for you guys and stuff. So if you'd like to see more cool, weird content that explores this kind of stuff, also tell us. Basically, explore yourself. So, do you want to round out? Do you want round out? God damn it. I've made too many puns. Fucking Barbara so Dunkelman funny, is somewhere. We're here all week. Barbara Dunkelman is somewhere in, in, the, in the world just losing her mind saying, like, somebody sing puns. <laughs> um, but uh, let's, let's close this out with a brand new tiny short closing segment. So, um, I'd like to think that every time we post this podcast, we welcome you guys into the factory. And so, in order to do that, we're going to have a factory fate of the episode, of the week. Yep. One of you will be met with a terrible or actually pretty pleasant fate. All of you listening will be subjected to this fate. Some of these are funny. (laughs) Some of these are kinky. Some of them are nice. Some of them are horrifying. To be honest, I hope we roll a 16... (laughs) or 12 (laughs) because all of these are solid so so, like i'm glad because we all just because we when we were conceptualizing this we just thought we're going to roll a d20 basically what we're going to do is we're going to roll a d20 whatever it lands on i will read off the fate we came up with 20 fates we'll change whatever we roll to a new fate for the next time so there's totally unique stuff um every time and um we came up with some really interesting and weird shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't listen. i really love number 12 that's the uh you know the the kind of one <laughs> don't don't spoil it i'm not gonna spoil, don't it. spoil it for you them. can cut it out but I, I really hope we get number 12 anyways uh all right you ready for the roll let's go oh, let's go let's go okay ready one two three fucking no way <laughs> no way i said i wanted what? it and it came <laughs> you got a 12 i got the 12 all right, so it seems well, like read off their fate. Seems like everyone listening just got subjected to the the second to worst one, <laughs> getting murked by a cop stuffer. <laughs> 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 All right, so um, to explain before we close out, basically in the inventing room of the O five movie, you know those high high pressure gobstopper launchers, you just get murked by that. Anyways, have a good day. That's your fate. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day or or not. <laughs> Get JFK'd by a piece of candy. <laughs> Get JFK'd by a gobstopper. <laughs> oh, have a good day, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.